Today's episode, Deciding the Future of Your Past. Are you ready? There's no dollar sign on a piece of mind. it is. Thanks for listening to The Daily Belief Game. I'm Jeff Stein. You know, one of the things that helps me to recognize how my beliefs create my physical reality is to remember those universal laws and definitions about who we are, why we're here, you know, just the meaning of life. Like remembering that in a human experience, there are two parts of you. The larger part, which is your eternal self, the thinker that's making the choices in your human experience, that's the real you. Then there's this second part, which is the point of attraction from which you're creating in this time-space reality. The identity you know is you in this particular human form. And the significant part of this local you isn't the physical trappings, it's the beliefs and stories you're telling in this physical persona, which are attracting more matching physical trappings. You know, your brain, your ego, your human avatar keeps your beliefs. It amends them as you do and gives them back to you just as you created them, whether you did it deliberately or by default or denial. The stories you tell yourself are the blueprints for the life you're creating with your thoughts and feelings here on Earth. Your larger self will always be the unscathed observer, the permanent you. As the religious say, that part of you which water cannot wet, fire cannot burn, and weapons cannot cleave. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the ego as the feedback mechanism it is. The ego's job is to maintain the belief that you are this physical being trapped in this time-space reality, not the eternal thinker and feeler that is running the avatar. The ego tries to convince you that you are the avatar, and that's why its focus is on survival. It must keep you preoccupied with survival to keep the charade of separation alive, right? To keep that idea that there's two parts of you alive, it has to be preoccupied with its own existence. And this belief that you are the human rather than the operator of the human experience is most easily maintained by the ego by keeping your thoughts in the future or the past. It's an effective way to keep you within the lie that you are separated from your higher consciousness and your oneness, which defines you and allows you to be a creator in this universe in the first place, meaning you need an ego in order to see what it would be like to not be you, (laughs) to step into this holodeck and be lost in it so that you no longer realize that you are programming the scenario, but rather become a victim to the circumstances of it. Which is why honesty is silence of the ego and being in the moment, not regretting the past nor fretting about the future, nullifies the ego's attempt to disconnect you from your truth of existence. Because the truth is, you will always be. That larger part of you will always exist. And everyone and everything that happens to you in this particular time-space reality is by your invitation. It doesn't happen to you or even by you or through you, but ultimately life expresses as you. I know this is all heady stuff, so let's get to the point of silencing the ego and rewriting your story so that you are in the moment as a deliberate creator instead of a lost in the pinball machine. And one huge way to do this is to ignore that lie of the ego, which says that your past cannot be changed or that your past can still hurt you. 
The ego loves when you regret the past or even just decide that the past is where you find your answers to create your future. It likes you to look to the past for answers. The ego, you know, loves reinforcing the narrative of your inability to control your world. And again, its job is to maintain the belief that your stories of existence about your separate humanness are reality so that you can properly immerse yourself in this virtual reality machine. (laughs) You have to have some sort of mechanism that helps you believe that this is real. And so, for instance, the concept that you can be condemned for your actions depends upon the premise that your past cannot be forgiven, that your past dictates your present and future. Now, we intuitively assume that the future is creative, you know, born in the moments we live and played out from there, but the past is also creative. The past is not set in stone. In fact, all past events are constantly amended, altered, enlarged, or reduced. And here's where you program your ego. You decide the effect the past will have on your now moments based on the value you have placed on those past events. And you can rewrite the value you place on the past any way you like, making it creative, because then it will create your future. The simple, obvious example of this is the braggart who tells a bigger fish story each time they retell it, right? You know this person. You know, they, they change the size of the fish with their each new description of it. <laughs> but do they? Do they actually affect the size of the fish they caught? Actually, yes. <laughs> Because every time they tell the story, they make it bigger. But you say, well, if I had a picture of the alleged big catch with a clear way to measure the fish in question, then that would prove the rigidity of the past. No, because again, the fish is gone now. And what remains is only our interpretations of the fish story and how those perceptions feel to us. And that is what will create our tomorrows. What we think and feel and believe about the past creates our tomorrows. That's our story. And so whether the fish was 10 inches long or 10 feet long, it doesn't really matter, does it? It matters how we amend and change and relive how we feel about that fish, right? That's why there's no point in arguing with a narcissist who recreates their reality in every moment and every day because facts don't mean anything to them. And it should mean less to you when you're rewriting your past. Remember, even historians are quick to remind us that the victors write the events after the wars and that later generations see the past in a completely different way than was felt in the moment of experience. And once you realize that the past is only relevant in the way that it feels and seems to you, it changes everything. And, And I don't mean just in the eye of the beholder, but really in the lyrics of the reteller. That's what shapes your future, which begs the question. What if this past event that I'm examining, which, you know, helped define me, was not only up to interpretation, but as amendable and changeable as the future? What would that mean to your experience? This is all theoretical. Let me make it practical. As an actor, I uh, developed some very limiting beliefs and excuses, uh, especially early in my career, to convince me I was a victim to my circumstances. It was a way to avoid the idea that I wasn't successful yet. And there are many limitations I did, but and they're all great lessons, but I'll pick one. Nepotism. Actually, uh, not just favoritism for a family member, but pretty much all situations where, uh, as the expression goes, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That one was a big limiting belief for me. Because I heard something like that somewhere early on, and I wondered if it was true, 
which is a request for its confirmation. If you wonder whether something's true, you are asking the universe for confirmation. And then I looked around for evidence that that was true. And then I attracted more people who would tell me some version of that same story and why they were failures because of nepotism or favoritism. And surprise, the universe gave me evidence of my belief. I didn't get a job because it went to that son of that famous guy. And then I'd have another near miss that was stopped because of the director's lawyer's kid got it. Whatever. But this became my past, maintained by my dutiful ego, doing its job to convince me that what is outside of me is reality, not what I tell myself inside, which is the truth and what is the actual draw to what you experience. And so I just amended that past on and on. And when I would retell that story, it would get increasingly victimizing for me. The role I missed was the best role ever, and, and, and I lost it because the guy had zero talent, but his daddy was taking care of him and giving him roles, which he has no business getting. You know, I mean, I exaggerate, but you know how you, we do this, how we amend and alter our past each and every time we revisit it. Uh, there have been a ton of studies, uh, all demonstrating how uh, stories that witnesses tell of the past evolve. Uh, with the overriding component being the beliefs of the observer. Totally affects how they retell the story each time. But when I learned that thoughts become things, what you think about and feel dictates your reality, that this is a belief game, then I began creating a new past based on truth now. Not, not lying to myself or deceiving myself, but writing and rewriting a past that supports higher, more authentic beliefs that are true to me, true to my intention, true to my purpose. Now, the original belief on the acting thing was that I didn't know the right people. And until I did, you know, I was always going to lose out to those who did. Every time. I knew it would happen. And it did. And the better belief I wanted to have was... I create my opportunities and experiences uh, based on my beliefs and expectations. So I will be drawn to the right acting roles that match where I am, and then I will embrace the moment, be my true self, and receive what I intend. Now, there is a big leap between those two. <laughs> you can't jump from everyone's getting a job because they know people to I am a powerful creator who's a gift to the experience. But the belief game is about walking it up. So you choose a middle truth. Still true, but a middle truth. Like I said to myself, okay, I realize now that back then I was scared. I honestly was petrified that after I made this leap to be an actor and come to Los Angeles that I could really fail. <laughs> I was terrified of failure and it made me search for reasons that I was failing. And voila, I chose more thoughts of failure and less of inspiration and the rest was history. But then I realized I was just scared and then searched for more truth. Like, of course, we all make poor choices when we're scared. You know, I made a poor belief choice, just like everybody else does when they're scared. I was so afraid of failure that I wanted to come up with a narrative that hid my terror and explained away my lack of success. But when I made that truth known to me and rewrote accordingly, honesty silenced the ego because all that was true. And then I had to have discipline to rewrite my past each time it came up again. I'd, you know, I'd see a movie trailer and go, oh, man, it's starring that that what's his name's idiot's kid. And then I would stop myself and go, whoa, John, hold on, Jeff. That's that scared part of you again. That's that false narrative. So what's the new belief I want to choose? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was scared. And I forgive myself for getting scared like everyone else does. 
I think instead, I'll think about why I love acting and all the roles I had where I just nailed it and where I was appreciated on the set and where I loved my finished product. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Let me think about why I came here and what I wanted to do and bask in that dream rather than remembering how scared I used to be and the lies I told myself to bandage the hole I was drilling in my (laughs) self-esteem, basically, right? And that's what we do when we allow the past to continue to torture us. We allow the past to continue to torture us, or we decide to rewrite it with a truth that serves our higher intention, our purpose, our higher good. So your homework is as simple yet uh, deeper than deep. Walk around today and repeat one of these mantras. The past is creative. The past is creative. Or I want this thought from the past to have a new truth. Or the past is research for me to make a new choice. Or the past is mine to amend and alter. Or I can rewrite the past. Any one of these. I'm giving you a bunch, but even better, craft your own because then it will be even more meaningful. But try it. Walk around with it. See how you see your experiences now that you know that they're creative. Enough said. We could have hundreds of episodes on this subject, but if you want a personal powwow for you, your group, or your organization, contact me at jeffs-world.com, jeffsworld.com, and myself and or my peeps will uh, basically help you blow yourselves away when you become the inspired, authentic, successful self you intended to be. Until then, please think responsibly.